Today's message is dual realities, natural and supernatural. He's in the song. Mm, mm, mm. I love that music. It is. It's beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> Glory to God. Dual realities, natural and supernatural. I want you to know, first of all, we all must understand natural is what we came from. Natural is what we became, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Natural is what we have became. Mm -hmm. But the supernatural is what you are. Right. I need you to hear me. Not just, you know, okay, no. Not the nature of being natural is what you became. What you became. It's not where you came from. It's what you became. Mm -hmm. You are supernatural. That's right. I'm, I've been asking the Holy Spirit, why do the people of God forget you? Why do they forget you? It's almost like, why does Aaron wake up in the morning and he forget that you are his mom? I mean, how would you feel? Not that he's, he's lost his memory, but because you, you are not giving him what he wants. He's been reaching out for your hand to give me things. And because you're not giving him things, he's ignoring you. Ignoring you, looking all, all around. I don't know you now. Mm -hmm. Natural, supernatural. The body of Christ, and I was, I was asking God, why do we go in and out of really knowing who you are? And he says the body of Christ been taught from the wrong tree. As we know, there was two trees. The garden tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and also the tree of life. So, for those who've been saved for any period of time, you have been taught from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, which means you've been taught common sense faith. You've been taught a faith that's not supernatural. <laughs> You've been taught a faith that only responds to your senses. So this is why you don't respond to God. When you don't, when you're not feeling the song. <laughs> or, or when you don't feel like when the word is being read, you, you're not feeling God today. Because of somebody you interact with, talk with. So I don't, I'm not feeling God. Because you were taught from knowledge of the tree of good and evil. Common sense faith. Your senses. So they've been educating your natural senses. What you see, hear, taste, and smell. But your spiritual senses have not been educated. <laughs> and when you're being taught from that tree, the knowledge of good and evil, 
And, and the question is, let's go to scripture. The word of God says this. He said, I told, and it's in Genesis 2.17. He told Adam not to eat from that tree. The knowledge of good and evil. So if he told Adam not to eat from that tree, why? We don't really know why. And I'm going to leave that to you to study on your own. But he told him not to eat from the tree of knowledge and good, good and evil. Because this is a common sense tree. This is a tree that's built on knowledge upon knowledge. So people need to get together a bunch of intellectual without the Holy Spirit. So you have a lot of Greek philosophers that come together and they just talk and talk and talk. But there is no revelation of what they're saying. And when you eat from that tree, it sets you apart from God. He said, don't eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil because it's going to set you apart from me. See, now you don't respond when you hear the word. You're not excited anymore. See, when you hear the word of God now, you're not excited anymore. You need to be entertained. Mm-hmm. We need to have a youth program with uh, a bunch of music and smoke going up for the teens to pay attention now because you know why? And we got to have all the games for you to play. You know why? Because your common sense been educated. And this is why most of us are not intelligent. Because the Holy Spirit is intelligent. Oh, this is hard teaching for me. Mm. So when you eat from the tree of life, this gives you the the cup of the Lord that's running over, Pastor. This gives you a foreverlasting relationship with God. Yes, it does. The tree of life. Mm. It's a a lifelong relationship. See, we're trying to figure a way to be intimate. So I go on a fast. This is why I keep saying, Lord, I mean, Pastor, you know, that's my, that's my fight. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> fast. Is that fasting because I'm like, Lord God, you said that to the disciples at that time for a certain reason. But now you said we have a better covenant. Now, you shouldn't be fasting to get more close to God. You can't get no more closer because he's inside of you. He said, I'm in you. I'm upon you. I'm around you. What has happened is that we, when we don't respond to the word of God, we don't obey the word of God, you deny the word of God, which calls you to now tolerate the presence of God. You don't really want to deal with them. So what happens is that when we continue and act like that, we, we now find ourselves being absent from the presence of God. Walk through here pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that we have lost a lot of our relationship through the process of the so-called preaching. We have gotten used to the hooping, the excitement, the instruments, 
the emotions. You, you, your mind has been set on. You come in with a preset mind of expectation. So you're not moved. And the thing is, you're not to be moved. He moves. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But you, you're waiting to be moved. And so you define that that was God was, Holy Spirit was really in this place because you moved. So now you have exalted yourself above the most high God. We tend to want to hear things that stir up our emotions, our feelings. But this actually gives death to your spiritual life. This is why now I can't interact with what's supernatural because the common sense, it kills my ability to perceive the supernatural. Pastor's tapping his feet. Look like you're about to run out the gates. You good? (laughs) Not yet. Okay. (laughs) So I want to go over really quick about the natural, supernatural. Uh, What is that all about? And then dual reality. Amen. So natural. We talked about that. That's common sense faith. And with common sense faith, this is what happened to people. So don't try to figure it out. Because I won't call anybody's name out. You are already pre-programmed automatically to be offended by the word of God when you hear it. Mm-mm. See, this is why certain times I, I know not to even share a word because I, I know certain people already pre-programmed to automatically be offended by the word of God. Common sense people are. It's all automatic. Reject, deny. Yep. That sounds like a hardened heart. Mm-hmm. They are immediately offended when they hear the word of God because they operate on their common sense. But our job is to stimulate purpose in you. That's good. Your leader's job is to stimulate purpose in you and to activate the supernatural in you. Those who, and pay close attention to this, this is the natural. Those who can't take it becomes a generation of hard of hearing. So those who can't take the word of God become a generation Pass it on to your children, children, and their children, hard of hearing the word of God. I can't take that many, I can't take that long being in church. I can't take here now one more word of the word of God. Wait a minute, you're a child of God. You're made, but I can't take it. I don't have enough, I am full. He said you create a generation of those Hard of hearing the word. It's knowledge upon knowledge without life. That's common sense. It's knowledge. So you're quoting the word. You're saying the words. And sometimes you have some so-called leaders like that. They're quoting the word, preaching the word, but they're only building knowledge upon knowledge without faith, though it's not life. Like I said earlier that a lot of us read it, but we don't study it. And that is a requirement to read it. Is That's to right. Study. 
And see, this is why, and exactly right, this study is why it has no light to it. So if I study it, then I'm going to obey it, then I'm going to live it. You can't study the word of God and it doesn't come alive to you because it is a living entity, the word of God. It is life. Amen. You, you just won't entity. stay in it long enough because you're trying to read it with your emotions or your intellect or your feelings. And that's not how you read the word you, or study the word is with your heart. Amen. Supernatural. Psalms 82, 6. I have said ye are gods and all of your children are of the most high. So you are gods, small g. So if you are gods, you're supernatural. You would have to be gods because you're born of God. I, I know we say yes, oh yeah, but no. If you were born of an elephant, you are of an elephant. <laughs> That's but right. if you're born of supernatural, you're born of supernatural. It's so hard to believe. <laughs> See, that's what we're not getting, that I am born of God. So if I'm born of God, I need us to get this. I am a God. Little G. God Jr. It's a little it's a Elohim. Little Elohim. That's what that means. Little Adonai. Not Adonai, but a little one. A, a son, little one. <laughs> a son, just like the angels. They are called the sons of God. Now, a direct creation from God. Adam, a direct creation from God. A son of God. Supernatural. That's right. See, but what we're seeing, Pastor, is just a title. We're just seeing the title. That's right. God. God, yeah, yeah. You are of the supernatural. You said you're born of what's born of what's of flesh is flesh and what's of the spirit is spirit. Now you're born of the spirit of God. Now, those who can take it, you become a generation of no, you know. You become a generation of knowing for those who can take, receive the word of God. And they are the ones that receive mysteries from God. Everything begins in the state of the supernatural. Give you an example. When a person dies, I don't know if anyone has actually watched a person die, but I have, and I'm sure it die. We saw our father die, but we had Greg. So we got some people who've actually seen someone die. And so when you actually watch someone die, hmm. you see the natural, and when they take their last breath, you see the supernatural. Yep. Seen it. See, but you don't normally, you're not looking at it like that. Oh, you know, they're gone. No, you miss seeing evidence with your natural eye. The supernatural has just left. And I think I was telling that. I said, I said, I, I saw, I told her, I said, I saw life leave daddy. I said, it literally like got up off the bed and walked. See, now I, see you, be, you should be able to perceive the supernatural. Yep. 
Now of God to man is the future. Now, present of God to man for us is future. Man is waiting to see because he can't see now. So it proves Holy Spirit says, what are you waiting for and why? Now is the time. Now is the time to see. You must see in the now. You know why? Because you're supernatural. <laughs> right. Why are we working our faith? Adam didn't have faith. Adam wasn't given the future. Adam was living in the now. That's right. That's good. So he could see in the future. See, this is the supernatural. And this is why we're so frustrated because you keep seeing with your natural eye and time. And when Adam fell, he expanded time. He expanded, he expanded the supernatural into time. Go ahead. Oh, this is good. He ex <laughs> because in the supernatural, it just is. That's right. There but is. when he sinned, when he failed, what he did when he ate from the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what he did, he set himself apart from God, now outside of eternity, into what now is called time. time. There was no time. Brother, what's your name? I'm sorry. Terrence. Terrence. Glad to meet you and your children. Amen. I'm telling you, see, we, we got a misunderstanding about how to have access to what's yours. You're frustrated because you can't see in your original nature, which is supernatural, which there's no time. Adam fell, fiend, then he put himself in a place where he created time. That's good. He expanded it. And so you had to have present, past, mm -hmm. and future. Because in the spirit, there is no time, no distance, no space. No it distance, no is. space, just is. That's why he said, now faith is. Because it's, it's always now. So we are frustrated about what we're going through because we think we have to wait. But there's a dual reality. Natural, supernatural. Natural, there's time. Past, present, and future. Supernatural, there is no time. It's now. But because... You are living and have been fed only knowledge to your common sense. Your spiritual senses are not heightened. What's really heightened is your natural senses. So this is why I'm depressed. This is why I'm upset. This is why we can't really obtain the joy of the Lord and the peace of God. Dual reality. So when I look at you, it's a split second. Because I see time and I see eternity. I see past, present, and future, but then I see right now. I see you this moment, but I see you 15 years from now. 
I see you with all the things that you hope and desire, God, to have in your life, but I see that now. I see two realities. But you exist in the one where your heart is placed at. Wherever your heart is, that's the reality you're in. I just love the word of God. I love the word of God. So where is your heart? Is your heart in the reality <laughs> of the natural? Or is it in the reality of the supernatural? Wherever you place your heart, that's your reality. Amen. You are, this is how Cindy, he said, you are, you're dead, but yet you live. <laughs> Dual reality. That's what he said. So if I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going through this, I'm depressed. Okay, now you are dead. You, because you're feeding from the tree of the knowledge of sin and death, good and evil. He said, but if you are feeding from the spirit of life, supernatural, you're in the reality of now. Boy, help him, help him get over there. I need a crossover. I see. <laughs> I need some people to cross over on that one. Mm -hmm. I see two places at the same time. He said, as he is, so are we in this world. Revelation of Jesus Christ. This is where, when he was being tempted by Satan, tempted first because he fasted for 40 days and he was hungry, but then he, he tempted Christ in regards to his identity, like he did with us all the time. This is why sometimes exactly. we think we can't do certain things. I can't, I can't do this. Y'all don't understand. Who told you I've that? I've tried. Who told you that? I told y'all that before. But what he's asking, what he was asking, Satan was asking Christ. If you be the son of God. Mm -hmm. But he didn't, he didn't know or have aware of that Christ was in a dual reality. Right. But he maintained himself in the supernatural. Even though he was in the flesh. Natural. But he lived supernatural. I'm in this world, natural, but I'm not of this world, supernatural. There you go. Right there. If we could really get this. But he had to take Satan back to the original intent. I am God the Father. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she tell me if I, if I be the son of God. Mm -hmm. But he had no clue. But he knew his identity. And we have to know our identity. Not who you were when you were born in your mother's womb. Because he said this. He said, I knew you before you were born in your mother's womb. Which meant that you are and always has been, been supernatural. Okay. I'm just done with the teaching myself. Mm -mm -mm. Subconsciously, you're living in a divided now. Subconsciously. You have a divided reality. And some of us have 
a divided loyalty. Mm. Okay. Mm -mm. Oh, this is a tough one. <laughs> Time. Time is the disconnect. It disconnects you from the supernatural. Faith happens ahead of time. It's called the maturity of time. It's future. Faith really is future. Mm. Because you're in time. What we call the future, what man was made to know, which is now. So you're really made to know now, not future. We talked about the fall, so we just jump now to faith. Faith is the mystery of your senses. Faith is eternity, invisible. It is the mystery of your senses. Your intuition is not just my, my gut feeling. It is your subconscious, the mystery of your senses. Until there's an understanding, you can't say you know it, which means you can't own it. Which means that you can't, you can't implement the word of God because you don't own it. <laughs> you need to know, and to know, then you need to do. And then to do means now I own it. See, what's happening is that we're not living the word of God, so you can't own the word of God. You're talking the word of God, but you won't live it. Wow. So faith to faith, what is this? Revelation is for now, a season, a moment. Faith to faith means my faith to your faith, God's faith to our faith, my faith to your faith. It means now not only about knowledge upon knowledge, but precept upon precept, revelation upon revelation, faith upon faith, forever increasing my reality of my supernatural. Mindset. The mind of the world you came from before you were inherited the world that you're in now. Or the world that you fell to. When it comes to a mindset, it means that your mind is set whatever for things or for whatever it is. Your mind is set. So the question is, what is your mind set on? Or what do you need to set your mind on? Because your mind most likely is set on your problems. You have a mindset that when you go to the mailbox that there's going to be some. Not, see, you don't, be, you don't have your mind set on God is really going to do something really, a miracle in my life, something just to blow my mind. Let me go. I can't wait to get to the mailbox. I can't, I can't wait to meet people because he said he's going to give me men for thee and people for my life. See, we are not expecting the supernatural. <laughs> You're expecting the natural. That's good. Right there. Right there. You're expecting bad news. You're expecting the enemy to come over and kick over your camp and step clap. all on you. You're expecting that. And so you should have what you say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is a law of distinction and also intimidation. Tied all in. The law of intimidation means... 
you don't want to be exposed because you hang around people who are not at a higher level than you. So we are intimidated. We're intimidated to be around those who probably have more insight, more wisdom, instead of figuring out how to learn. And so you dishonor, disrespect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like this. I go to a classroom. Uh, I don't have that much time, okay. Uh, <laughs> see, the law of intimidation causes you to be confronted. So anytime we are confronted, normally we get upset. Pretty much. Shut down, don't talk, walk away, mad. Right? Never come That's back. That's what we do. Never come back. Because you're confronted. And when you're confronted, you're exposed. And we don't want to be exposed. But you should be around people who challenge you and not to be intimidated by it. There's no be no change then. Let's get to our foundation scripture real quick here. And it's 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 through 3. And it's from the Tree of Life version. Foundate, I know, I'll get back to it, Fee. It's a supernatural. Certain things can't be done without your assignment because we have different distinction, distinction of law. Supernatural things can't be done without you being who you are. See, you don't want to, someone want to be someone else or, or just thinking, I don't want to, you know, I'm nothing. I'm, I'm of no value. But you are, God made you, and there's a clear distinction between you and other people. Law of distinction. And God can't do what he needs to do without you, Fredlina. Go ahead, Al. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed by idols that cannot speak, and you got led astray. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Ruach Elohim says, Yeshua be cursed. And no one can say, Yeshua is Lord, except by the Ruach HaKodesh. Glory to God. So now concerning, just stop there, now concerning spiritual See, we really think, uh, in this case, they are talking about spiritual gift, but it's, it's more deeper than this spiritual gift. He said, now concerning spiritual, don't go to gift, now concerning spiritual. That's good. Now concerning spiritual. Now concerning the supernatural. I will not have you to be ignorant, not knowing the supernatural. It's not about the gifts. It's about the supernatural. You've been born from the supernatural. Andre, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant to the supernatural, what you are. Not about the gifts. Not about the gifts. Because this is what Paul's really talking about, you know, about speaking in tongues and, and those who are not speaking in tongues about prophesying. He said, because these are the people who are proud. They're focused on the gifts. He said, but I'm talking about spiritual. The supernatural. God says, I don't want you to be ignorant. He said on in verse 3, he says, therefore, I make known to you. 
He said, I made it known to you the supernatural. In my teaching, I'm making it known to you that you are supernatural. We're caught up on the gifts. We're going to go in a little further. So our supporting scripture here, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1 through 5, Tree of Life version. Pursue love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to people but to God, for no one understands, but in the Ruach he speaks mysteries. But one who prophesies speaks to people for building up, mm -hmm. urging on, and uplifting. Mm -hmm. One who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but one who prophesies builds up the community. Now I want mm. you all to speak in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy. One who prophesies is greater than one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets so that the community may be built up. So what is he really saying? Is he saying, first of all, he said, he said, pursue love. There you go. He said, and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Because you're going to need the spiritual gifts when you interact with people. But pursue love. And let's get an understanding of in this passage when he says prophecy. Because I'm sure a lot of you think the old way of prophecy. Don't get a car. This is your husband. But prophecy. Prophecy here, Pastor, you say, of all these things, why did he say that this is what I prefer that you do? Is to prophesy. Mm -hmm. Is he saying for all of us to be prophets? He's saying this. He said, and I was listening to Verlina and Peaches read the Old and New Testament, and then Brian read the love chapter. That was prophecy. Sure was. And because it had confirmation. See, you, we miss, you're looking for a prophet. You're looking for a prophet to, to, hear, to hear the word. He said, when you read my word, he, pastors, this is why it's so important that you have a pastor and a teacher because he said that see a pastor go ahead pastor you, you want to go in and tell your job no you okay <laughs> we a, won a pastor exhort he encourages the people you know knowing when i get up here I'm, you know i and care you know and he care people. but my you know encouraging you and all that you can't feel it right <laughs> so a teacher Instructs, explain, really to activate your understanding. So what prophecy is, it, it's the blending and the mixing of the two. Of encouraging and exalting Come on. and teaching and instructing. That's <laughs> prophecy. So we're missing it. So when we hear the word of God, so when you're reading the word of God, those who are, their cups are running over. 
You're prophesying. <laughs> See, but the people, what they were doing there, they were, they became very proud when it came to the gifts. And it caused them to, to be less promoted in the purpose of love. So there was no charity. There was less charity, less love, because there was focus on the gifts. This is why he said, I would not have you to be ignorant. It's about the supernatural. And that's what you are. He says, it's, um, even the fervent spiritual affection must be governed by the exercise of understanding, else man will disgrace the truth that he professes. See, you have to understand, if you talk about, oh, how much I love God, and, and he this, that, he said, your affection for the word have to be governed by your understanding. <laughs> Otherwise, you will disgrace the truth of you professing the word of God. Apostle Paul says, continue in the Apostle Creed. See, in the Apostle Creed, was all based on the move of Holy Spirit. The Apostle Creed was based on the move. See, now for us, Holy Spirit doesn't have much space in our life. It's our, our sense knowledge. It's our understanding. He was saying, in the Apostle Creed, he said, remain and truth. Remain in the mode of worship. <laughs> he talked about these things because when you remain in the mode of worship and prayer, he says there are mysteries that will be released. And you have to choose, Adam, to press in further. You have to choose to press in Jalen further. You don't, you, when you don't choose to press in further, you don't become relevant to the knowing of the now. So you go back into a depth state of not knowing and hard of hearing again. And now you're in a place of waiting as to what's next and waiting on to why. Why, he says, are you waiting? And what are you waiting for? Dual realities. The natural and the supernatural. And until you get this, you'll be forever and changed to capture by time. Time will continue to oppress you. Time will continue to depress you because you're waiting. And there's no need to wait because you are born of God. You're born of the supernatural which means that you should be living in the now. Amen? Pray that the word of God has really opened your eyes and your heart, that your heart should live in and reside in the reality of the supernatural. For our God says that I will not have you to be ignorant, not knowing that you can possess all things through Christ Jesus because you are God's, born of God. Amen? Right. Glory to God. Thank you, Teacher Mayo. Come back. Nah. She always say I, I tell her come back. She's like, oh, okay. Wow.
That was really good. Y'all learned something today? You got something to take home with you?